Crow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free training that I am doing very soon, and it's perfect if you have been feeling frustrated because your income is not matching your effort, your energy, or your expertise. It's on Thursday, October 7th at 11 a.m. Eastern, and it's called Simple Sustainable Success, How to Grow Your Online Business Ethically and Effectively So You Can Thrive. And of course, even if you cannot make it live, there will be a replay. So you're going to just want to register so that you can get that recording sent out to you. But if you are able to attend live, then you get to join in the Q&A, which is always filled with good, good stuff. But this is really great if you have been in business for a bit, you're working with clients, all of those things, you got all the basics down, but you're just feeling like, you know, getting clients feels like a fluke. You don't really know which actions move the needle forward on growing your business. And it seems like there are so many options out there of things you could do. And honestly, a lot of them do not sound appealing. And you're wondering like, what can you believe? What is actually going to work for you and not feel super gross or super exhausting, right? And the reality is that it can be really hard for most entrepreneurs to figure out where the growth gaps are in their business. So that's why I am going to be taking you through an exercise to help you better figure out what those growth areas are. And then I'm going to explain what you can do to focus on right now to start seeing growth like right away, not next year, but growth right now. Um, and especially doing it in a way that is aligned to your strengths, your vision, your values, all of that good, good stuff. So you're going to want to go to bit.ly forward slash no BS biz growth. It's all lowercase, all one word bit.ly forward slash no BS biz growth to save your spot, to get all of, um, there's tons of more info, uh, at that link as well. So you can see if this is even something that is, you know, worth, worth an hour of 
your time, but I can promise you that I will show up and I will be given the good, good stuff. Uh, as you probably already know, if you've ever been to one of my trainings, so yeah, go ahead and go check it out. And I will see you there in this week's episode of sell it sister. I am doing another rebellious success spotlight with a past member of my rebellious success program, which is enrolling now for the November cohort, which is the last cohort of 2021. So if you want to learn more, if you want to check it out and then apply, go to rebellious-success.com and you can learn all about it. And if you have any questions before you apply, feel free to just send them to my email, message me through my website, ericatebbins.com or over on Instagram at ericatebbinsconsulting. So who is Petchy? Solvay Petch, also known as Petchy, is a brand strategist and identity designer for purpose-driven business owners who want to build their brands their way without pretending to be something they're not, without compromising on their truths, without unethical business tactics, and without screwing people over in the process. She is on a mission to help other business owners unlock the power of their unique brand personality so they can attract and connect with more of their perfect fit clients. From her home office in rural Norway, she crafts strategic brand identities with a no bullshit approach and a sprinkle of tough love. She's also the host of Brand It with Petchy, a podcast dedicated to demystifying brand strategy and helping business owners discover and consistently express their brand's inner core so they can attract those dream clients of theirs with ease. And I know you are just going to really love Petchy, especially if you resonate with me, you'll resonate with her and what she talks about. I know that like branding and brand strategy can sometimes be really confusing, but she does a great job of breaking it down for you and helping you to really understand the difference between uh, strategy and identity design, even though she does both. So without further ado, on to the interview. Hey, Petchy, welcome to the Sell It Sister podcast. You are yet another one of my fabulous, rebellious success spotlight, spotlight episode interviewees. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a mouthful. Um, but I am so excited to have you here. So welcome. Thank you, Erica. I'm so excited to be here. And I've got to say it's a bit weird to be on the other side and <laughs> actually be the person being interviewed rather than the person doing doing the interviewing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you have an amazing podcast yourself, which is so good and has wonderful guests. And anyone who's aligned with what I do and, and enjoys this one should definitely check out Petchy's podcast as well. Yeah. So thank you again. And I'm really excited about this because I am actually, not only were you did I get to work with you in the context of you were in rebellious success, but I'm about to work with you again, but as your client this time for my rebrand. And I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot I know, wait. Me neither. I'm like, ah, if this was on, on video, people would see me being all excited now. <laughs> jazz hands. All the jazz hands. Yes. So exciting. So, um, and I know, well, why don't first, why don't you talk a little bit about 
what you do and why you do it before we dive into like what the heck brand strategy is and why it matters. Yeah, sure. So I'm a brand strategist and identity designer, Mm -hmm. and I work with uh, purpose-driven business owners who really want to build brands that will stand the test of time and that have a purpose beyond just making money, basically. And so what I do is I work with them to nail their strategy first. And then if they want me to, I work with them to translate their brand strategy into their visual brand identity so that we know it's not just pretty fluff. It's actually got some substance behind it. And it's going to be a tool that's going to help them achieve their business goals. Ultimately. I love that. I love that. And you have been doing this a long time. <laughs> you have a lot of experience too, which I know is not always the case, like in the world of, you know, online entrepreneurs who do similar work to what you do. Yeah. You know, I'm in danger of aging myself here, but uh, <laughs> way back in 2002, that's when I graduated and I actually did a, uh, my degree was on strategy. It wasn't a design degree. It was uh, design management. So it's all about those strategic foundations. And I mean, all my life, I thought I want to be a graphic designer. And then I found design management and everything just like clicked. I fell in love with that whole uh, strategic approach, knowing that I could use my creativity, but within a more sort of structured framework. So it wasn't just something made to look pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really interesting. And um, yeah, I, I graduated the same year, so it's all (laughs) we're, (laughs) we're totally the best year, the best year. Um, But yeah, that's, that is really cool. That distinction. And I'm much like you, I'm like just a total strategy geek. And it truly wasn't until last year when I took the Clifton strengths test and realized I had high strategic strengths uh, I, I actually didn't realize that other people's brains didn't have, didn't all like have strategic thinking because it's so part of just how I am as a human that now I'm like, oh my gosh, like it, it's mind blowing to me that other people aren't strategically thinking just 24 seven. Um, and on the flip side of that, it did make me feel better because I have zero execution strengths. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's other people, there truly are other people who love this. So, you know, we're, we all have our own gifts for a reason and we're, we're all better together. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about the strategy part and why for you, you put so much emphasis on the brand strategy and why it's actually like, okay, if somebody can't rush right out and do the identity design, like why do they need to start with strategy first? And, and how does that all work? Well, and this is the thing, a lot of people, when they think branding, they think logo, they think colors, they think typography and fonts and stuff that people can actually see, you know, the tangible elements of a brand. But that's just the tip of the iceberg when you speak about branding. And Mm -hmm. what you really need to work on, what's most important is the stuff that you can't actually see. Um, And this, this has actually been a bit of an issue throughout my career is 
the strategy is almost invisible. And so it's hard for people Mm. to even know that they need it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's only in, in recent years that people in the business sphere have become aware that, you know what, there's no point in making this look all pretty if we haven't got our foundations down yeah. in the first place. So before, you know, I was kind of a, a jack of all trades in the design industry, and, and that wasn't by choice. It was because people would come to me and ask for all of these things. And, and then I would just do them for them because I didn't know how else to approach it because they when I started talking about strategy their eyes would glaze over and they'd be like well I just want a logo Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the thing is now when people come to me and say oh but I don't need all that strategy stuff I don't I just want a logo I can confidently tell them just to forget about that logo Mm -hmm. like seriously it doesn't matter in the big picture your logo You know, yeah, it, it has a job, but it has like one job. <laughs> its yeah. main job is to be something that will identify you. So it's something that people will instantly recognize as your brand. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of it. <laughs> and then all of the rest that comes before is what branding is really all about. Yeah, I I love that. And I feel like... Um... So one example that just popped into my mind is like Subaru, like the car maker because like I couldn't like I know that Subaru like they have the star like I know it's like a constellation or something but I couldn't like I couldn't draw it right now or like even just I'm not even describing it very well but like when I think of Subaru as a brand I think of like oh you know outdoorsy and like a commitment to nature and adventure and like quality time with people you care about and like your pets, they always feature pets and it's like fun and it's connection. Like those are all the things, even though I'm like, I don't the like, I know it if I see it, but I, you know, um, but to me, like the larger brand and I know, cause obviously they're like a huge company that didn't, happen by accident. They obviously have professionals who are helping them with strategy and marketing and all of that. But like, that's kind of it, right? Like their strategy, like their whole brand essence is all of those other like emotions that you get when you watch a Subaru commercial or when you think about like owning a Subaru. Yeah. And that's just it. Uh, Your brand is is the emotions. It's the emotions that come up for other people when they hear about you or when they interact with you or your brand. You know, doesn't matter which touch point, like they should always get that same feeling. And when you get that kind of consistency because you are very clear on your values and and who you are as a brand and your brand personality and people get used to seeing you show up in that same way over and over and over again, that's when you build that brand recognition. That's when you start to build that brand trust. Mm -hmm. And then you will find that your logo doesn't really matter that Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you are working with someone, um, well, I know you have a workbook that people can do on their own to figure this out on their own, which I definitely want to make sure you mentioned, but then you also like, I know I still have to fill out my... (laughs) my intake form for you, but what are some of those questions that are like, 
um, you know, in the workbook or that you asked your clients, like how, how can people sort of start thinking about like, yeah, what, like, who am I as a brand and, and like, what kind of, um, brand do I really want to have? It's funny that you ask, cause I've actually got my, uh, my brand workbook document up in front of me because I'm revising my framework slightly as we uh, record this and it's it's not going to be any major changes the basis is still going to be there but I just wanted to to make it a bit more me and like Mm -hmm. incorporate my approach into it but for the purposes of this interview let's just uh, stick with my uh, current framework which is Mm -hmm. a five-step framework and uh, I'll quickly just go through the five steps basically. So you start by defining your inner core. uh, And that means looking at things like your mission and your vision. So the the big kind of hairy, scary vision that you want to achieve, but you're not even quite sure Mm -hmm. whether you're going to actually be able to do it or not. But that's something that you're reaching for. You're kind of reaching for the stars. Mm -hmm. And then your mission, which is how you go about achieving that mission. Uh, We also look at your business goals, like short-term and long-term, because they're really important for a brand designer to know. So if if I'm only work, working with people on brand strategy and then someone else is taking over to do the actual identity design afterwards, it's really important for that person to know what is this brand's goal? What do they want to achieve? Who are they? You know, and and then in the next step, which is all about finding your brand playground, so to speak, we look at your competitors and we look at what position you want to take. And if it's a if it's a brand that's been around for a few years, maybe we look at what position they currently have and then mm. look at what position they want to have and then start to think about what do we need to do in order to go from where we are to where we want to be. And... Then there's a third step. (laughs) Um, And when we talk about branding and it all being like emotions and connections, that's when I like to encourage my clients to almost humanize their brand. So give your brand human attributes. Mm. Pretend like what if your brand was a person, what would that person be like? Mm -hmm. And we obviously have various exercises for how you can start to play around with that. But it's sometimes it can be as easy as just looking at different um, descriptive words and say like, oh, is it chirpy or is it calm? Is it rebellious, maybe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is yeah. it more, you know, uh, understated and, uh, and classic? And then from that, we go on to craft the brand message and the brand story and looking at how we can start to communicate all of what we just spoke about into words, but then also into the final part, which is visualizing it and rolling out that brand across all of your touch points. So in every place where you're going to interact with your audience, basically. I love that. I love that. And it's, um, yeah, like uh, I actually just this morning, cause I'm getting a new, uh, I'm doing a, a brand photo shoot in a couple of weeks. And it's, it's very much the same. Like as she is planning it out, it's a lot of those same questions, like what's your brand vibe and, and everything. And, um, 
and it's really cool. I think it's really fun to kind of see it in those terms, especially now that my business is more established. Cause I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know who I resonate with. I know who resonates with me. I'm, I'm less afraid of like, um, you know, missing out on opportunities. Like I'm, you know, in air quotes, like, because I know that the more that I live into what I want my brand to convey, I actually do get better fit clients. And it's funny because it's not, you know, people might think like, well, you have, you know, wild hair and you have tattoos. So like, do all of your clients end up looking like that? And it's like, no, in fact, most of my clients don't look like that, but it's not that like, we have to look together, look the same, like as people, but it's more of like, I feel like, like you said, there's that, that like trust, that connection. It's like the, um, none of you are like repelled by it at, right. And whereas like somebody else who might be, uh, not an ideal client, like they might be repelled by it. And that's great because like, if they're going to be really uptight and very serious the whole time we're working together, like that's not fun. That's not fun for me either. <laughs> It's not. And I love that you said that and that you brought this up because it's one of the things that especially newer business owners find really, really scary. And I know it's true for me as well. Yeah. This, this whole notion of possibly scaring some people away. Yeah. So you play it safe, right? And by playing it safe, you don't stand out. And so right. you just get more and more of those kind of almost right fit clients maybe but not quite and sometimes you will find one of those dreamy perfect clients who you just click with instantly mm. and you'll be like wow why can't I get more of these clients that would be so awesome if I could work with these kind of people all the time yeah and and that's the scary part the fact that you actually have to almost eliminate one target audience in order yeah. to really pinpoint the ones that you want to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, it I, is, yeah, it's so worth it. Like, that's why, um, I mean, I remember when I first started, cause my brother's a graphic designer and I literally was like, Hey, can you just, I just like need something. Can you help me out? I like blue and yellow. And he was like, sure. Like, you know, it was just really like haphazard there were, because I didn't even know how to, I wouldn't have known how to answer those questions anyways. Cause I was like, I don't know what, like this business is brand new. I have no idea who my target, you know, audience, I mean, to a little bit of a degree, but like, I couldn't have even made a brand strategy if I tried but now, like, I know that when I go to answer questions, some of them, you know, I might need to reflect a little bit, but like, I'm going to know, like, I, I now know like what I'm for, what I'm not for, who I love to work with, like who maybe is not the right fit. And, and it's exciting to me, like why I feel it's worth the investment, even if we were just doing strategy and not the brand identity is like, it's almost like the, the, I, I can double down on what works. I can actually like amplify my brand even bigger with the help of an expert like you to actually reach more of those perfect fit people. And that feels really exciting from like an impact point of view. 
so exciting when you've reached that step, you know, and that stage in your business where you feel ready for that. I just, in case someone's listening and they're thinking, no, I don't want to start scaring people away because I can, I can only kind of manage, just about manage on, on the people who do come to me. Um, you don't have to do it overnight and you don't have to do it in like big, scary steps. So I'm just going to use myself as an example and not because I like to center things around myself, but because I just want to show people that even someone who has worked in branding for 20 years struggles with this when they start their own business. Yeah. Uh (laughs) So when I started, it's um, five, five and a half years ago now. Uh, that's when I broke out of the uh, design agency that I co-founded and I started Petchy. And to start with, oh, you don't want to see my branding from back then because (laughs) I thought I was going to work with the same kind of people I'd always worked with. I thought I had to look really professional. I thought I had to look really corporate or else I wouldn't get any clients. And so that first brand identity, it was so stiff and so formal and so not me. (laughs) And I was doing all kinds of design work at that stage for all kinds of clients. So like there would be people coming to me saying, I need your business cards. Can you do them? Yeah, sure. And then, yeah, that's what you do when you're just starting out because you need the money. Mm -hmm. You need the revenue to start rolling so that Mm -hmm. you can actually pay your bills. Yeah. You know, unless you've got a very rich dad or something. Yeah. <laughs> most most of us don't. Yeah. But the thing that people can do is to just start to be a little bit more selective about what they put out there. So after I'd been doing my stuff for a year, I was like, no, I can't carry on like this. This where I'm just this, there's no point. I might as well have just stuck in the job that I didn't like because mm-hmm. I'm just still doing the same things for the same people and it's sucking my soul out. And so I knew I needed to change something, but I also knew that I probably would not be wise to just change it overnight. Right. Because I still needed the money to come in. Right. So what I did was I first I did that internal work that you can't see mm-hmm. that we just spoke about. And from that, I started just interacting more as me in my social media channels, Mm -hmm. for instance. And on my website, I removed all of the projects that didn't fit my idea of an ideal project. Mm -hmm. So all of the like the little general design jobs. Gone, even if they were really nicely designed gone, not in my portfolio anymore. Mm -hmm. And I literally just started putting out brand identity designs and and brand strategy case studies. I love that. And then over the course of a year or two, more and more of the clients that started coming to me, started coming to me for what I actually wanted to help them with. Mm -hmm. And so I've kind of flipped it now from being like 80% of my time doing the, the kind of tedious little design jobs Mm -hmm. and 20% doing what I love brand strategy, identity design. And now it's just flipped. It's like, I'm pretty much sure that, well, I haven't run any numbers or anything, but 90% of what I do now is what I want to be doing. So that's a less scary way of doing it, basically. I love that. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because I do think that it can feel like, oh my gosh, yeah, it has to be this huge thing. But really like, especially with the clients I've worked with, it it does like to make 
these pivots in our business, like it, it is kind of like moving a large ship. Like you're not going to turn on a dime. You're going to have to do it in phases. Um, even just for your own sake. So you don't burn out trying to like kind of redo everything all at, all at once. So yeah, I feel like that's such a good distinction. And, and even for me, like I know too, like, yeah, it's, you know, my team and I definitely have some time set aside in Q1 to like update my website and and all of that. But, you know, there's always going to be those things like those PDFs that you forgot about that you're like, oh, shoot, you know, somebody's got to go into Canva and update, you know, it's, it's just, and at this point, I'm just kind of like, you know what, it's fine. I'm not Coke. I'm not Pepsi. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's fine. That's the thing. <laughs> it's, doing a complete rebrand takes resources. So yeah. either you're going to have to spend a shitload of money, or you're going to have to spend a lot of time on it, mm-hmm. or both. Yeah. And un- unless you're a large corporation, and you have I don't know, endless income streams. Right. You're not going to be able to do it like overnight. Yeah. I love it. Even if you want to launch it overnight, you, you, well, even if they launch it, the big corporations launch it like their rebrand overnight, you can be sure that they've spent probably a year or two at least upfront preparing for that. So they've been working on it. They've just not been telling people. And then ta da. So completely see. That's... Completely. Yeah. I, I really love that, that we're talking about this because even as I I've seen like, um, this summer, I went to see a big project that my brother helped with a lot of the design. Um, and even on opening, even on their grand opening weekend, there were things that still needed, like most of it was there and it was cohesive, but there were still things like, he's like, oh yeah, we still have to design that. We still have to do like, and they had been working on that for well over a year. So yeah, it just, and they had like lots of money to do. It was a huge restaurant space. So yeah. Um, well, that's great. So even though I like, I would encourage um, anyone listening, even if you're like, I just don't know about the identity design right now, uh, but I really would love to start more easily attracting those super dreamy rad clients to check out Petchy. So talk a little bit about like, I'm going to have everything in the show notes. And then I'd love for you just to like, talk a little bit about your experience in rebellious success, but where can they find like the workbook and, you know, any info about your strategy sessions? So the best place to go for all of those things um, is my website. So Petchy.co. Cool. You can get my workbook there. You can book strategy sessions there. You can look in my portfolio, have a peek at what I've done for previous clients, um, even get in touch with me, leave me a message, anything. Yeah, that's kind of my, my main hub. But if you want to hang out with me and just have fun, it's Instagram, hands down. Instagram. Yeah. I love Instagram. <laughs> and it's petchy.co over there as well. I love it. Yeah. And so definitely like she's got her... Um, her free guide. She has the the smaller like self-study workbook you can do. You can do the strategy call with her, all sorts of different ways. Uh, or just have her have her do have her do it all, which I I just cannot wait for to, to for the reveal of of mine uh come early 2022. But yeah, so exciting. And I don't even I, say how excited I am about that. 
Yeah. And listen, if it's June of next year and you find a PDF with my old branding, like it's all good. Listen, it's all good. I'm not Coke. I'm not Pepsi. We'll get it. My team and I just let me know. My team and I will get a mix. (laughs) No room for perfection here. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited, but I, I will say that I really enjoyed working with you in rebellious success. It was so fun. And, and obviously enrollment is open right now for the November cohort. So can you just tell anyone listening, like what was your maybe biggest aha or takeaway or what you would want to tell somebody who's like, I don't know, I, I keep hearing her talk about it, but I'm just not quite sure if it's for me. Oh, just get in there, people. <laughs> That's the short story. <laughs> oh, um, so I, I've been following you for a while before you um, launched your first cohort of Re- rebellious success. And so the minute that you put that out there, I was like, oh, I've been wanting to work with Erica, but I didn't have the financial means to work one-to-one with you at that stage. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to wait. And then (laughs) in a little while when I can afford it, she's probably up to rates and should be out of my reach again. And then you put out rebellious success and I can't even speak. (laughs) Um, And I was like, yes, I've got to do this. I really have to. And it was because of a lot of the things we've been talking about today, actually. I've seen you show up online. I liked what you, uh, the values that you stand for. I like your messages that you put out there. I just, I liked your whole approach. I liked your brand. I felt like I could trust you. And I felt like you would be the kind of, of business coach I needed because I don't want well I didn't want to work with a business coach who would just tell me to follow their cookie cutter recipe for success because I know that cookie cutter doesn't cut it basically (laughs) because we're not cookies and we're all different and and so everybody needs to be able to follow their own approach and that's what I found so refreshing I think about your approach is that you kind of see us participants and you meet us where we are at and then help us grow from there. So that was really, really amazing. I really loved that. And then the fact that you are amazing at putting great people together, <laughs> that's also a bonus because the community aspect of it uh, was so valuable. It was awesome. Thank you. Oh, that's all so lovely to hear. I really, I really appreciate it. And, and I can say the same about you in terms of the not cookie cutter. Um, cause you know, I know, I know anyone worth their salt who does brand identity and brand strategy is going to take people's individuality into consideration. And I, I think that that's so important when thinking about brand strategy and design is like, you also have to find someone who's going to do the same. Like you definitely don't want somebody who's just going to be like, you know, it's metallic rose gold for everyone. <laughs> like we're all b- hashtag boss babes here. Like, no, no, absolutely not. Like, so yeah, I think that that that's so important to work with people who like really see you for you and will like you said, meet you where you're at and honor that and like respect it. And then like, kind of like hold your hand in whatever way that looks like in whatever you, your magic is in your business, but like hold your hand with, with your magic and like take you up to the next level. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of helping people and guiding people to 
to step a little bit outside of the comfort zone, but still have like one foot inside it. So that's, mm-hmm. it's not so scary that you end up not doing it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, this was really awesome. Um, again, to anyone listening, the all of Petchy's info will be in the show notes. Definitely go give her a follow and listen to her podcast and um, stay tuned for my cool new brand next year. But thank you so much, Petchy. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.